like to say good morning to everyone. It's, uh, it's a great blessing to be back home here to our branch. It feels like it's been a long time since uh, we had the opportunity to meet with you. And, and that's only because of our traveling uh, between St. Carlos, Albuquerque, and some of the missions in our region that we have the opportunity to, uh, to reach out to and to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. I, uh, before I begin, I just want to thank uh, all of you for your love and your prayers in behalf of our family through the passing of my sister Carol. I think back of the time that I have been in this branch. I came here probably at the lowest point in my life when I had probably the most issues and the most problems. And it wasn't very long uh, to complicate that uh, where both of my sons got into a very bad accident and uh, Caleb almost lost his life and uh, Brian John uh, recovered after a few weeks. And uh, now through the passing of my sister, uh, as I think back upon uh, my brothers and sisters here, I felt at times that it's as if I have been carried in the arms of the Lord. And I know that's just because of all your prayers and your love and your concern for our family. And I don't think there's many places that we could go today uh, where we could have this much concern and this much love uh, for one another as we experience in the church of Jesus Christ. And um, I just want you to know that it makes a huge difference. And we know as we sing that song, does Jesus care? Yes. I want you to know that the Lord cares about each and every one of you. And he loves you. And it is his desire that he would see each of us in the kingdom of heaven. That he would take this journey of life with us. We don't need to journey by ourselves and go into strange paths that lead to eternal darkness. Because the Lord is the light. Amen? Amen. He is the light of this world. And he has given us the opportunity that we might have a relationship with him, that we might love him, that we might reach out to him, and that we might dedicate our lives to his honor and to his glory. I uh, think back upon my sister's life at the age of 12. Uh, she surrendered her life to the Lord and was baptized. And uh, at a very young age, she was determined that she would run the race until the end. And I could tell you that I saw that same determination upon her even when she was greatly afflicted. She never for a moment doubted the greatness of the Lord or her eternal salvation or the life that she would enjoy after this life was over. She always kept a focus in her life of the goodness of God. And she utilized the gifts that God blessed her with to help those 
that uh, God put in her path. This morning, I, I want to speak about the journey. We're, we're all going through a journey this morning, and we don't often look at that, uh, that way through this life until maybe someone passes away and we realize uh, that we just have a short time here and that this is the time where we need to be illuminated and to awake of ourselves as to the things of God. Uh, Elma says this to his son, Hilleman, in the 37th chapter of Elma, the 44th verse. He says, For behold, it is as easy to give heed to the word of Christ, which will point to you a straight course to eternal bliss, as it was for our fathers to give heed to this compass, which would point unto them a straight course to the promised land. And now I say, is this not a type in this thing? For just as surely as this director did bring our father by following its course to the promised land, shall the words of Christ, if we follow their course, carry us beyond this veil of sorrow into a far better land of promise. Oh, my son, do not let us be slothful because of the easiness of the way. For so it was with our fathers, for so it was prepared for them, that if they would look, they might live. Even so it is with us that the way is prepared, and if we look, we may live. Uh, we often think of Alma as uh, a great minister of the gospel, uh, but he also was a son, a father, uh, and he had three sons, and now he is speaking a personal message here to his son. And he is explaining uh, to his son that you're on a journey here while you have life. And while God gives you breath upon the face of the earth, that this is a journey. And he's telling him that you don't have to take this journey by yourselves. You don't have to go in your own strength today. You don't have to walk in your own wisdom today. That in this journey, that we can take Christ with us. God has given us so many beautiful gifts that can accompany us upon this journey that we have. The Apostle Paul, he talks about the sword of the Spirit. He talks about the breastplate of righteousness. He talks about the helmet of salvation. The shield of faith that we can take with us. And the gospel that our feet are preparation with the gospel of peace that we can have. And I want to tell you that the gospel of Jesus Christ, it is the word of Christ. The scripture says that the word became flesh. And the light shone upon darkness, and darkness comprehended it not, according to the words of John. That this light, which is Jesus, that he wants to illuminate our path. As David says, the word of God is a lamp unto my feet. That if we take hold of it, and we allow it, to rule our lives. It's likened us unto 
a rod of iron that as Lehi saw in his beautiful experience that it led those that held on to it to this beautiful tree that represented the love of God. And as they partook of this tree, the scripture says they were filled with God's spirit and with God's love. That's how God wants us to take this journey. He wants to take it in his strength and feasting upon the words of Christ in our life. Oh, we hear many words in this life. You know, we hear many messages as we go through our day and time. And the evil one sometimes knocks upon the door of our heart and tries to deceive us with messages that will not benefit our soul salvation. But also the Lord is knocking upon our heart as well. And the scripture says, he says, I stand at the door and knock. He says, if any man hear my voice, he says, I will come in and I will sup with him and he with me. It didn't matter that the churches that he spoke to, they were not always in righteousness. Many of them were weak in spirit. Many of them had lost their first love. Many of them were lukewarm. But notwithstanding their weaknesses, the Lord is telling unto them, that if you hear my voice in this life, if you're willing to open up the door, I will come into your life and I will take the lead and I will walk with you and speak with you and I'll show you the course that will lead to eternal bliss. That's what God wants for us upon this journey. You know, there's a scripture uh, sometimes we call it the parable of the penny or, or the parable of the householder, where a householder went out into the market the third hour. And he started crying for those to come that he wanted to employ. He wanted to hire them on the third hour. And the scripture says the time went on, and in the sixth hour, he went out to the marketplace again and he called. And he said, come and work for me. And even in the 11th hour before the midnight hour, he called one last time. And he says, come and work for me. And I gather through this scripture, and the scriptures that I have stated to you, that the Lord is always calling us. He's always trying to reach out to us. And he's always trying to guide our lives and direct us. And he's trying to speak to our lives words that are of his eternal kingdom. Because the words of Christ is, is the everlasting gospel that we preach about. That John saw, that I saw another angel flying through the midst of heaven, having the everlasting gospel to be preached every nation, kindred, tongue, and people. That's the words of Christ. It, it will take us from this life here in the flesh to this eternal life that the Lord has promised us. That he says, I have gone 
and prepared a place for you that where I am, that you might be also. That's how much the Lord loves us today. That while we were yet sinners, he prepared a place in the kingdom of heaven. A place that where he would reign forevermore. Uh, after his resurrection that our brother spoke about, that he was the first fruits of the resurrection. And the scripture says that we are buried in the likeness of his death, and we will be raised in the likeness of his resurrection. That we will see him face to face, and he will beckon us to come in the mansion that he has prepared for all of us. It doesn't matter our age this morning. You know, my sister didn't live a long life, and she was afflicted uh, even in a younger life with breast cancer. It went to her liver and also went to her lungs. And much of the last five years that she had an affliction. But you know, God gave her the strength enough that she would proclaim the goodness of Christ as she came here and she went throughout the church and as if the Lord was giving her just enough health and strength that she might proclaim Christ and his goodness and his way of salvation. The Lord doesn't count how many years we offer in his service. It doesn't matter to him. You know, John the Baptist, he only had a few years of life during his ministry. And the Lord said there was no greater man born of woman than the prophet John. You know, the world looks at years. We have to work so many years for a retirement. And the world measures years of service today. But also the Lord wants from us is the time that he gives us that we're on this path that is illuminated. It's the straight and narrow path that leads to eternal life. That's what he's looking uh, for you and I. Uh, Alma is refer referring to his forefathers, uh, Nephi and Lehi. They took this great journey, just as we're taking today. And you know, they didn't have much on the journey. And it was important that they had the word of God, that they went to the house of Laban and that they got the brass plates. And that was important that they took the journey with the word of God with them. And you know, they lost all their gold. They lost their natural possessions. And Laban and Lemuel, they complained and they murmured. But the Lord realized that it wasn't the natural possessions that would get them to the promised land. It wasn't their own strength. It wasn't their own ability that would lead them in the right path that they would come to the promised land. But it was the word of God. And it was God's direction and him speaking to you and to us in our lives that will keep us on that path that will lead to eternal life. And the scripture says uh, that this ball or this Leahona, this director, it worked according to their faith, brothers and sisters in the Lord. Their faith that they had. And when they prayed and they humbled themselves before God, God revealed unto them the direction that they would go. And when God is revealing to us the direction in our life, don't we feel the peace and the happiness 
and, and a life of purpose when we feel that God is illuminating our path and he is directing us and he's blessing us and he's using us as an ambassador to share the gospel with others. Oh, brothers and sisters, these are the important things that are along the journey. Don't get distracted by the things that are in this world. You know, as those that were partaking of this beautiful tree that represented the love of Christ, there was that tall and spacious building. And there were those that were mocking the saints. And the scripture says that there were some that focused upon that building and they lost sight of their way. I hope that you will realize that there is nothing so great in this life that supersedes your relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. I hope that you'll value that, like that man that found that pearl of great price in the scripture, that you will cling on to it, that you would hold on to it like they held on to the rod of iron, that you would value that at the last day that the Lord has a robe of righteousness that he's going to put upon you and a crown of righteousness and for eternity that you're going to spend with him. I hope that the value of that outweighs all the things that are in this world that sometimes that grab our attention. You know, I was reminded of the experience that I had of my father after his passing. And... Uh, my father suffered also of cancer before he passed away. And I, I loved my father. I was very close to him. And I saw his sufferings. And um, I missed him very much. But uh, the Lord gave me an experience where I didn't see my father suffering anymore uh, when he appeared to me. Uh, I saw him actually as a younger man than myself when I had the dream. Uh, he was 25 years old when he married my mom. And I recognized him only because of the pictures that I saw uh, of, of him marrying my mom. And when he came to me, he, he, he was so happy and filled with joy. And, and, and I, I said, Dad, I said, I missed you. And I hugged him. And, and my father said that, that uh, he, he was with the Lord. And he was explaining to me the joy and the happiness that he was feeling within his life. And I couldn't comprehend all the joy that he was having. And I was in the mode of missing him and wanting him to stay with me. But he said these words to me. He says, Brian, he goes, when I see you again, he says, it won't just be for a day. He said, or for a year, he says, it will be for all eternity. And he held on to my arm, and he wanted to emphasize what he said at the end. He said, Brian, all eternity. And this, this is the hope that we have, that if we give heed to the Lord, if we open up the door of our heart, if we hear his voice this morning speak to us, if we're willing to humble ourselves before the Lord and surrender our life unto him, this is what the Lord will do to us. He'll change our life 
And he will give us a hope that we have never had in the things of this world. That even on our last breath, as my sister was this week, we will still have a firmness of hope that we're going to spend all eternity with the Lord. That our journey will be complete when we see the Lord face to face, brothers and sisters, and he welcomes us in to the place that he has prepared for all those that love and serve you. I want to be there. I want to be there as our brothers Pete spoke last Sunday, the first fruits of the resurrection, as God gave Christ the power and the authority to be victorious over the grave and over the sting of death. He's given us that same authority and power today that death will have no strength upon us. The grave will have no victory. Our victory will be in Christ Jesus when we see him face to face and he beckons us into his kingdom. This is the hope and the joy uh, that Elma had, that he wanted his family to have, that Lehi had, that he wanted his family to have. And these are the same blessings that we want all that are listening under our voice, that you would hear our voice today, and that these words might sink deep within your heart that each day that you would invite the Lord to be in your life and in your heart and say, Lord, show me the way. I may not know all the things that are before us. I might not know the right decisions to make, but with his Holy Spirit speaking to us and with him supping in our lives, with his spindles that will point to the most fertile part of the vineyard, we have all these great tools that the Lord is willing to give unto us, and he'll keep us in this pasture until the Lord takes us from this life and we're with him in the eternal kingdom. May God bless you, is our prayer this morning.